0: that's hypothetical, hyperthetical. H-Y-P-E-R-T-H-E-T-I-C-A-L.
1: Hi hey guys, welcome to Awkward Sex in the City. I'm Natalie Wall and standing right next to me, or not standing, sitting right next to me is Brittany Velada, my first friend in New York City. That's right. Um, we just recorded an episode, which uh, is fucking hilarious, might be my favorite so far. Um, you are a performer, you work on Broadway, you do all the things, documentaries, writing, acting, singing, you did a one-woman show that was amazing that I saw a few years ago. Love you. Um, What else, what else? You can follow her on Instagram at bitty. And guys, I hope you enjoy us talking about a lot of weird things that we did as kids um, and some fun times in Rome, in Italy. Enjoy, guys. Fuck her. Go fuck someone else. Like, mentally fuck her. But (laughs) physically go fuck other people. I'm, like, on my bed. He's kneeling down on my bed, like, as all men should. Yes, yes. I had to, like, tap him with my hands like this, and I was like, we have to stop I started dating this couple, I'm like, there's more
0: than just from behind. (laughs) There's more than doggy. (laughs) Yeah, there's more than just doggy style.
1: Hey, Brittany. Hey, Natalie. It's literally been years since we've seen each other. It's been forever. We can curse on here, right? Oh, absolutely. This isn't like a radio show. You can say whatever the fuck you want. Thank fucking the (laughs) Lord. (laughs) Thank the Lord. I was really excited when you reached out to want to do the podcast, too, because you are My first friend I made in New York City. Yeah, because you babysat uh, right upstairs when I babysat. Yeah, we were homies sharing that nanny life together. Yeah, I remember you took me to Long Island City the first time for that really big playground. And I was like, this girl's cool. Like, I like her. Um, (sighs) Feeling was fucking mutual, girl. It
0: really was. And then when I found out you were funny, too, I'm like, friends
1: for life. (laughs) Oh, man, got too high with you once at your place, got lost <laughs> trying to get to your place because I took the wrong train. Like I went downtown to uptown. It was a fun time. Um, oh, yeah,
0: it's always a great high time with me. It yeah. we'll just don't always.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. So do you have anything in particular that you're like just like dying to talk about? You just told me what nickname you had in was it high school? Yeah, in high school, people love to
0: do plays on Volata, which is my last name. So I got a lot of Velada, a lot of Vlata's a Zahadi, Velada Vagina. That was a thing for a while. Were Burke. you cool
1: with it, or were you like kind of like, ugh?
0: I must have been cool with it because I don't remember being upset at all. I think I was just blessed and honored to have a nickname.
1: Okay. <laughs> Where are you from again? Like, uh, it's... everywhere. Everywhere.
0: Okay. Yeah, I was born in Cleveland, Ohio, okay. to two teenagers who were just. Not ready to have a kid, so I was tossed around like a hot potato with my grandparents. Lived in California, Arkansas, South Carolina, Washington State. Yeah. And it'll be nine years here in New York,
1: the longest I've
0: ever lived in one place in my
1: life. Wow. So you still love it. You still love New York. I love it. I'm a slave.
0: I am. I'm a slave for New York. I'm a slave for you, girl.
1: Um, and you've done all the jobs in the city, too. And right now, like Artie said, you are working for Cursed Child. That's correct. Yeah. It's only been since November. Okay, okay. Yeah, so brand
0: new. Um, But I'm in my element. I studied musical theater. Yeah. I, You know, I thought I was done with theater. I tried going more into film after, you know, just the stress. You understand what the industry is like. Oh, it's, absolutely. Uh, you know the flows, ebbs and flows of feeling passionate, wanting to do it, then wanting to just crawl in a hole and not see anyone for a fucking long time and just Mm -hmm. giving up on the dream. And Oh, yeah. It happens, but these, you know, what I call divine intervention, it just, the universe is like, wait, bitch, where where are you going? You still got unfinished business to do. Get back in here. Got you right back in. Yeah, so it's been a wild ride. Thrilling is what I say.
1: So the last time I saw you is when you got me that free blowout when you were working at oh yeah that's the last time i saw you and so when we were walking to the train together after that you told me that you had started dating girls yeah so last year i
0: fully accepted my bisexuality which is why i'm actually wearing my poe my teletubby Mm poe shirt because poe was definitely the bisexual one of the group was
1: that the purple one the
0: like a pinkish red color because the purple one was the one that all the crazy conservatives went crazy about. Right, Winky Winky was hands down gay, like the <laughs> the most flamboyant Teletubby there is. Lala was the lesbian. Lala, okay. Poe was um the oh no you know what I think Poe yeah Poe was pink. Poe was bisexual, and Dipsy
1: was the pansexual. Totally pan. It was like sex in the city, but for
0: toddlers.
1: (laughs) She's the Carrie. She's the Miranda. Definitely, if we were to translate that, Dipsy would be the Miranda in this situation. (laughs) Dipsy is currently running for New York governor. On a very progressive platform. Yes.
0: I will be voting for Miranda <laughs> slash Nixon. I will be voting for her. I
1: think I will too. Right? So, I mean, I don't want to pry, but when no, were you please. like, when you're like, oh, I think this is, I think bisexuality is more for me. First off, real quick. I fucking hate all of the labels. I hate them all. You know what? I think it's all fluid.
0: I did too. For the longest time, I told myself I'm, I'm me. I don't have to explain myself to anyone, especially Mm -hmm. my sexuality, Mm -hmm. uh, unless I'm attracted to you. And then maybe I share like, Hey, I think you're cool. We should date or, Hey, I want to fuck you. I think I like this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I was the same labels to me. I tried to steer away from it for as long as possible. Uh, And then I got into a very toxic relationship with a female for many years. And, during that time, I didn't realize I'm sexually invested. I knew I was emotionally, but that I was also sexually attracted to this person, mm-hmm. and that was my wake-up call to be like, "Do you like women? Mm-hmm. What do you think of that girl? Yeah, she's hot. I would date her." So it was because of this toxic friendship, really. That's all it was. I was just
1: gonna ask you if it was a friendship or a relationship.
0: Uh to the outs to the outsiders' view. It would be a friendship, but there was a lot that happened within it that was very questionable and confused me because I thought, "Oh, this woman is attracted to me in a physical way. Mm -hmm. Maybe this is something." And I always convinced—I told myself at the time, "Oh, you don't like other women. This, she's the only one. You're the only one that she's attracted to. You're only attracted to her." Blah blah blah. Well, I was an idiot. (laughs) That's just not how it works at all. Uh And once I decided to clear that block and allow myself to see women in that like in that way, I'm attracted to you. I would have sex with you. Then the whole world was my oyster, a literal oyster. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and, and I just embraced it. And I put myself out there and got on the online dating thing, tried to find a woman, like the way my friends were saying it, they're like, you just need to go out there, fuck a woman, see if you like it. Cause at this point, This woman and I didn't have sex. I just knew that I was physically attracted to her. and It was something that I might be interested in. Mm -hmm. So my friends were like, fuck her. Go fuck someone else. Like mentally fuck her, but (laughs) physically go fuck other people and see if this is something you like. Yeah. So I joined the online shithole, uh, found a woman. Once we started talking, we matched, we talked, did the whole bit. Then she came out and told me like, oh, this is like a throuple situation. I have a boyfriend. Does okay. this throw you off? Are you still interested? And I had a really good think about it. And I thought, I'm not into the throuple situation. I don't think I would want to do it. I'm too jealous of a person. How am I going to feel? Mm-hmm. I, I have such great supportive friends. They're always like, go and get yours. Just go and do it. The worst that's going to happen nothing because as the third in a relationship from friends who have had experience with this like you can walk away with Whenever. no yeah no strings attached they're the ones in the relationship it's all a mental thing if you tell yourself you're jealous then you're fucking jealous but if you're going in there knowing what you want and what you need you mm-hmm. can pull out at any time but um so that's what I did i accepted it i was like yeah that's cool i'd still love to meet we met at pride last year at the parade. Okay. And I wore, I don't know, you if had you all yep. the
1: glitter, full you had all body, the body
0: paint. Full body glitter outfit, like tits glitter, face, hair glitter, everything glitter and be gay. And I made out with her. It was the first woman I made out with.
1: Wow. Above
0: the 5 guys down in the Greenwich Village yeah. <laughs> at some bar that I don't remember because I was tequila wasted. Uh, and do she it. right and she wanted to bring me home that night to meet her partner mm-hmm. and I i was really skeptical only because I was like I don't want to have sex with the with a woman for the
1: first time covered in glitter glitter will fucking be everywhere <laughs> I love that it wasn't <laughs> tequila wasted I was like I just don't want to get glitter in her apartment like it's just gonna be a you mess know, I was, for I was everyone worried about getting glitter in my hoo-ha gl- like just awkward sex for the
0: first time with a female and to be doused in glitter from head to toe. Because
1: glitter hurts, too. Like, it's people the forget herpes that. of
0: the art world. It, it does, does not leave. So the last thing I wanted was like a month later to be fucking someone and for them to come back from eating me out and like have a shiny face and be like, sorry, there's still <laughs> glitter on my clit. Like, I don't know what to tell you. You're right. It just it gets everywhere. It never... Yeah. And like, I, I figured not that you have control over your sexual experiences. Let's be real. It just happens. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you find yourself in the thick of it. And you're Like, well, couldn't have predicted this happening. Mm-hmm. But for me, I was like, you actually can. You can say no, that you don't want to go and fuck her and the guy tonight. Mm-hmm. Go back when you don't have body glitter rocking. Um, and she was understanding of that, too. She was very much like, well, you and I have a great connection. There's no telling if you and the guy will as well. So we set it up for another time, uh, which was incredible, by the way. I fucked this couple for six months.
1: Damn. And
0: they, I mean, talk about uh, having a checklist and just knocking everything off that checklist. From toys to positions. Things that I thought I would never, ever be into, like kink. I thought I was this fucking vanilla wafer sex girl I feel like most people aren't
1: I feel like there really is like everyone's got like a little bit of kink in them something right Mm -hmm. I always
0: thought my kink and funny I didn't even know what kink was I was always like oh yeah I really like it from behind
1: (laughs) and then I started
0: dating this couple I'm like there's more than just from behind there's more than doggy (laughs) yeah there's more than just doggy style um but that was that was quite an experience and definitely opened my eyes up with females and Mm -hmm. immediately I was like I am definitely bisexual because I find the female attractive and the male. Mm-hmm. I realized, like, even though I wanted her pussy all the time, I actually preferred her pussy over his dick, mainly because it was really, really small. He had a very small penis. Mm. To we're the point about where I couldn't, I couldn't feel him inside me. Yeah, that That's, happened. That yeah. shouldn't be a thing. So it makes sense why all of her toys were quite large. Um I'm picturing a lot of strap-ons. I'm picturing. They had a lot okay, of like, so they dildos. had a a, a seven-shelf like dresser situation, like a cabinet essentially. Damn. Double doors, seven shelves of every size, girth, color, vibrators, dildos, strap-ons, double-ended dildos, titty clamps. Um uh, gag like ball, yeah, show. like the gag balls, the masks, the eye folds, the handcuffs. Then they opened up another drawer underneath their bed, which was just ropes and tasers. Um, wow. The tasers, I will say, I was very vanilla, and they were like, "Do you want to try this?" I went, "Absolutely not. I, I can feel things."
1: I don't, need, like, I, don't I don't need to be tased. I don't want to be tased. But that's fair. Jesus. Like, you know your boundaries, you know? Yeah. You know what is a yes or no, which is one thing I always hated about uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, where he's literally just, like, pressuring her with this list, and, like, that's so not BDSM. Like, no. there's so much consent and talk about what the other person and the other partner wants from each other and what they need to feel pleasure and to feel safe. Exactly. Um, yeah, that's nothing but three books of just, like, emotional abuse. <laughs> That's all those three books are. <laughs> are there some great sex scenes in it? Yes. Did sure. I masturbate to it? Yes. But oh, still there's no. There's still better porn out there you can masturbate oh, to The only reason I read it was because I was asked to for an article. I was asked to read all three books in forty eight hours? No, seventy two hours. I read a book a day and I had to like document like my horniness and my sex life. That's hysterical, Natalie. Yeah. It was it was hilarious. It was awful in the actual moment because I was like, I didn't realize like, oh, I have to read a like 400 pages a day. When am I actually going to have sex, you know? Um so that was hilarious and that's something that I talked about in it, but um yeah, like yeah. that book there's so much better porn. It's true. And boundaries,
0: like if that if that book taught anyone anything, it's about having boundaries, which this couple did understand. Like mm-hmm. they were very open to, you know, what I wanted to try, what I didn't want to try, and I was very transparent at the beginning that this was all brand new to me, fucking a woman, being in a throuple situation, mm-hmm. and any type of kink. But the taser, I was like, mm. <laughs> like no. no. Well, then she pulled out this silver platter tray and I went, what the fuck are you supposed to do <laughs> with the Litting silver on it, platter a tray? tray? Now, they had a stripper pole in their living room. They lived in the East Village. Did they, where did they live? Like, what is the apartment? Look they like... live in Stytown.
1: Okay. Oh, and Okay. Yeah,
0: and they're, you know, regular size New York style apartment. It mm-hmm. wasn't anything massive, but enough to have a stripper pole in the living room. Yeah. Which was, Excellent. Um, but when I asked about this tray, I was mad confused. She goes, you know, if you want to be handcuffed to the stripper pole and while you're being fucked, you have to stand while you're being fucked or being eaten out and you have to hold this tray and you're not allowed to drop it. Ooh. So still confused though, because I'm like, I don't want to hold the
1: fucking tray. <laughs> like, can you take the tray out of this situation?
0: Yeah. And so then I realized their kink was all about. For the guy to have control. Mm -hmm. And I had a really hard time with most of that just because the feminist in me could not take the back seat. Like there are certain things I enjoy. You know, the spanking is fun. Being, you know, begging for something was fun. That whole push pull, like I'm not going to give it to you unless you beg for it. But he used to do things where he would tell me I couldn't come until he told me to come. See, I love that. I love it. Tell me how that. you like that because I had such a problem of
1: holding it. He's like, don't come, don't come. And I'm like, I'm fucking coming. Like, you can't tell me not to come. So that's kind of what I loved about it because he can't control it. At the end of the day, my body's gonna come oh. when it comes. And so in a way, you're still not listening to him. Okay. And so there's an act of defiance in it. <laughs> i such a run. I'm like, <laughs> you're not gonna fucking tell me what
0: to do. I'm a grown ass woman.
1: But I also am very into... uh the control dynamic. Like, I do love when my partner takes complete control and he's like, I'm fucking you this way, blah, blah, blah. Or like right. being tied up or things like that. Like, that is a thing that I fucking love and yes. I lose my shit for, which Fifty Shades of Grey had a lot of that in it. So I did. That's a lot of things that I masturbated to. Yeah. That's actually in Fifty Shades of Grey. Where he's like, do not come. Don't come. Um, But the same thing happens. She she comes, you know.
0: Do you like the hand over the mouth?
1: Depends on my mood. Um, and it would be something that I would actively do. I would, like, take his hand and put it over my okay. mouth so but knows nothing that, it's okay. that he would ever forcefully it would have to be talked about before, yeah, like See, not really he in did, the moment he did weird shit like that, too.
0: The whole the thing was they told me that they were not polyamorous. yet what they were doing was very poly. Um, but they always yeah. described their poly as very green, like what they quote, unquote, practiced. There was a lot of issues with that relationship, and I don't think throwing me in the mix was such a good idea until they figured out what it is that they needed from each other. Um, But that's essentially what made me walk away, too. I thought to myself, this is extremely too toxic, Mm -hmm. and it was no longer fun for me because I also thought when you're in a poly relationship, based on rules, everyone has different rules. You don't have to follow the same ones. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, she was allowed to fuck women with him He was allowed to fuck women without her. She was allowed to fuck women without him, but she wasn't allowed to fuck men.
1: Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I guess I'm a little confused by that too just because my understanding of polyamory was that there was no hierarchy, that it was very just organic and like Mm -hmm. what happened happened and the people that came in and out of your life, it was what it was rather than all of these rules. But like you said, it does depend on each couple, and I don't want to, like, step on someone's thing if that's working totally, for them. Totally,
0: totally. Um, but you know what? I had a great time. The, I did the whole handcuffs and titty clamps and double dildo thing. Devil dildo. Girl. I've never done that. Okay. So I suggest the first time we actually had sex, the three of us, uh-huh. they laid down. They asked me if I had ever tried a rubber sheet before, and I said no. Yeah. So they put down the rubber sheet on their bed, which when I told my friends all of this, they were gagging. What the fuck do you do with a
1: rubber sheet? That sounds like the worst thing ever. Well, is that no. just to get like all the fluid like so it doesn't get on the sheet? Well,
0: if you lube yourself up in edible oil that you inevitably ah. will lick off of your partner, okay, 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 it's hard to do body oil on regular sheets. You're just sticking to the damn bed. <laughs> but with a rubber sheet, you're like... <laughs> Like a it slip and slide. It was a slip and
1: slide. Please tell me, please tell me someone <laughs> slipped off of it completely.
0: Almost, nearly. As yeah. uh, I was getting plowed and she was just pushing me, pushing me, pushing me with the double dildo, I nearly went head first from the bottom of the bed. Um, that was fun too, just holding <laughs> on for dear life, but also like having the greatest orgasm of my life. Oh
1: my God. Um, but
0: probably the greatest thing they they did, she taught me this ice cube trick. So they had me handcuffed mm-hmm. and blindfolded. They had cheap handcuffs, by the way, that at one point it broke and I had to just pretend like I was still <laughs> handcuffed. And I was like, they're like, how you doing up there? I'm like, yeah, great. I'm not itching my face at all or grabbing my wedgie or like whatever's happening. Um, so they had me blindfolded, handcuffed. He, She's eating me out with an ice cube. So she started, you know, teasing me at first at the top with the ice cube going down. My God, I was like born again.
1: Come get temperature play.
0: Oh, girl, girl. <laughs> uh, but and while she was doing that to me, he had the flogger on her, right? He's uh-huh. flogging her from behind, which I shouldn't have been able to see. But the blindfold was also janky. So I'm like seeing everything from from the bottom of the blindfold with a broken handcuff.
1: Every time I've been like blindfolded or like, yeah, blindfolded, um, I can always see yeah, I can always see, it, but it's just something about being like, but it's like it's the, the fantasy, idea of it, like the yeah, fantasy, of it. the yeah. fantasy.
0: Um, but yeah, I'm I'm as shitty as it was how it ended. I'm grateful for that experience mm-hmm. because I lost my virginity when I was 21.
1: Oh my god, I love this. Everyone who's done the podcast so far did not lose it in high school, and almost everyone lost it in their 20s. I was 20. I was junior year of college. Yes, very close to 21st birthday. Yes,
0: yeah, same. So. But what's interesting, and when when we get to my child stories, people will be like, how the fuck did she not lose her virginity in high school? Because I was a nymph from like age five up. The shit that I was doing to boys, the shit that I was doing in my room. I'm surprised I didn't have a kid at 12, (laughs) honestly, Um, and that I waited so long, (laughs) too. I was determined because all my friends kept saying, you know, that when they lost it, 15, 16, 17 years old oh, it's not that great because the guys don't know what they're doing. So they're not having great sex. Mm-hmm. And I was determined like, I'm going to have fucking great sex. So I'm going to wait. You know what? And I
1: had good sex my first time. Yes.
0: Too. Yes, girl. Yeah. And it's like so good that everyone to follow. It was just just so disappointing. Oh, wow. That does suck.
1: That sucks for you. Mine and wasn't that good. Mine was like good. I, you hear all the stories. All yeah. the women were like, it's going to feel like someone's cutting you with scissors right. down the middle of your body or it's right. going to feel like this or that. And I was like, Ah, oh, it feels good. This is fun. This yeah, is Good. I'm keep doing that. My the guy who stole
0: mine, or I should say, <laughs> stole yours. yeah, I, I'm I'm sick and tired of saying he stole it. I gave it over. I said, "Here's my platter. You can eat off it." <laughs> but you have to hold it. <laughs> you have to hold it and beg to come, <laughs> beg to come, bitch. Um, he 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 ate me out for thirty minutes. I want to say
1: mm-hmm.
0: I owed three four times. Yeah. It was the best. <laughs> eating out session I think I had ever experienced. And my vagina became so numb from all of the O's that I looked at him and I said, it's time. Let's fuck. Let's do it. Uh And he got excited. He was like, yeah, yeah. I went to grab the condom. And then just slyly, I was like, by the way, it's my first time. (laughs) And he pulled back and did the whole oh, I don't really want to, you know, I don't want to break your heart and I'm not really looking for a relationship. And I said, I don't give a fuck. There, The bells are ringing. My body is ready. My vagina is numb. I will not feel it when it enters for the first time. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do this. And it was, it was like the best sex. I, I would say to this date, but I'm fucking someone right now that I'm like, whoa, girl, it's so good. <laughs> but up until then, that was Let's see. I was 21. I'm going to be 28 this year. So seven years ago, Mm -hmm. I was saying I had the best sex ever. In between then, I took a lot of breaks. Like I had sex a bunch that summer when I lost my virginity, and then didn't have sex for another two years. Oh yeah, I told you the same thing, right? Like you go on on like a hiatus almost. Mm -hmm. And people said, you know, are you celibate? It's like no, I just can't get laid for whatever
1: reason. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just happens. It happens. My first eating out experience was awful. It was after my first sex experience. Um, Same dude, different location, but he like started going down on me. And, uh, I guess you're supposed to breathe. And, <laughs> uh, you like in life. And, uh, <laughs> I was very nervous, and I was just breathing very shallowly, and so I end up hyperventilating. Oh, my God. To the point that—I didn't know this. I Googled it later. You can hyperventilate so much that you can paralyze your hands. Holy shit. And so next thing I know— Is like, it like you had several pulses? Yes. My hands were like—for real. My hands were like this, and he's like—I'm, like, on my bed. He's kneeling down on my bed, like, oh my as God. all men should. Yes, and yes. I had to like tap him with my hands like this. And I was like, we have to stop. And he was horrified. He was like, what's happening? And I was like, I can't move my (laughs) hand. And then we did not. We did not have any more. But I got better at it. I learned how to breathe. I'm so
0: happy for you. Deep breath.
1: Deep, breath. Quite literally
0: deep breath. Yeah, you got
1: to really, you got to really focus on your breath. And you got to focus on your clit. Yes.
0: It's a triangle. It's the pyramid. That's right.
1: Wait, So okay. So what's the pyramid? I don't know. I just said that
0: <laughs> I, I, when I sometimes when I breathe instead of doing like breathe in on one, breathe out on two, mm-hmm. I actually breathe in and out and imagine a triangle and that controls my breath. I like that. Yeah, I've been doing that and clenching my butt cheeks together since I was eight. And that's why I have like the greatest ass ever. just been cleansing my If I'm going to be, if if I may be cocky. You do have a
1: good butt. Thank so I'm going to start doing it myself. I have a lot of cellulite, but I think that's just genetic Girl, for me. It's fine. I got I stretch know, marks totally and cool I'm like, it. I don't even have fucking
0: kids. Why do I have <laughs> stretch marks? Um, but yeah, so first time losing my virginity was great. So awkward story then after losing that. Okay. And you actually know, so the family I nannied for, which we'll keep nameless, yeah, but we... they took me to Italy that year, that summer. Do I remember when we left. About that. Yes. And it was just the mom and I and the two kids and we lived in Italy for a month and it was a weird experience because I also had to share a bed with the mom because she was an asshole and didn't tell job that she was bringing an au pair and so they didn't have an extra bed she goes well I you can sleep on it. the couch I said, bitch for a month i don't think so oh my <laughs> scoot god. over oh my <laughs> god bed with a a fucking um uh jesus was on our headboard like with the thorns in his head and everything it was italy what are you gonna do the holy <laughs> land um so yeah, anyway our, everywhere there. everywhere we had holy water in our kitchen like you need next to your sauce and your salt and pepper
1: Like you do. Just bless each other once a day. Bless,
0: hashtag bluff. Um, So yeah, so we were in Rome the last two days. And by that time, the dad had come out to be with us. And I kept begging the mom, like, let's go out. Let's have a fun time, go to a bar or whatever. I was also so desperate to be around people my age Mm -hmm. because I spent an entire month in a foreign country being an American idiot, not learning the language or knowing enough. And I'm surrounded by children as Mm -hmm. well. So I was just desperate for some adult time. Mm -hmm. And she was a pussy. She didn't want to go out. I was like, okay, whatever. I don't know why she didn't want to go out, but she was like, no, I feel like I should just stay here with the kids and my husband. I'm like, all right, bitch, fine. Bye. (laughs) Um, But she actually, she was the one that convinced me. She's like, you should actually go out and have a fun time. And I was so nervous to leave on my own. I had at the time, no cell phone with, international data so I had no point of contact in case I don't know something, something happened and yeah. you know you're in Rome alone 21 like what are you gonna do go go she says like go have a fun time this is what you're meant to do you don't want old me around I'm like okay so I go to this bar I step in everyone that you could tell is like from some ho town because they're all wearing like their flip-flops and their North Face zip up and their hair and like one of those sports band things, like not dressed for Rome. I've lived in Italy for a month. So I was dressed for the occasion, like all of the regular people. (laughs) So cocky me again. I'm like, all eyes are on me. All guys are wanting me. Let's do this. (laughs) So I had never done anything like this before. I got a beer at the bar. I scoped the room And I found a table, like a table of seven guys. And I just approached them and I said, hey, can I come drink with you? And of course, they were like like, rolling at that point. They're like, oh, my God. Yeah, they're all from Brazil. Don't remember why they were there, but they're all from Brazil. That's cool. There was one guy. He looked like um, what's that actor's name from that movie across the universe? The main dude. Jim Sturgis. Yeah. And he was like in the like lucky cards game or something okay so that night drunk me of course he looked like a very handsome Jim Sturgis definitely not the next morning um but he yeah he definitely Aww. looked like a hot Jim Sturgis and th- all of his friends were trying to hook us up which kind of made me feel good to be like okay I'm definitely not gonna die tonight because I decided to approach a table of seven men who may all take advantage of me <laughs> and it's good if- this story could end in so many different ways yeah you know? I mean, it did get kind of scary at one point with one of the friends, but we won't get into that. It'll be too depressing.
1: OK, um, we can totally talk about <laughs> it if you want to. I'm totally open for that. No, he just One of the friends
0: just like I he assaulted me in the bathroom. It was one of those co-ed bathrooms. Ugh. And I at this point, they were all trying to hook me up with their one friend who I knew at that point, this dude had never had sex with a woman before. And that's why they were all encouraging like, oh, you and this American, you and the American, they kept trying to put us together. So when I stepped away from the circle to use the restroom, I ran into one of those friends who I thought was my buddy at that point. So I'm like, hey, how's it going? And he put his hand out from my stall and he wouldn't let me pass. And I Ooh. i was laughing at this point because I thought like, oh no, he's not, do- he's just fucking around with me. But his force was so strong holding his hand, to- oh, hand up. He wouldn't let me go. I swear to God, Natalie, there was a dude who came into the the restroom. If that dude hadn't come in at that point, I don't even know what the fuck would have happened. But I finally pushed away and I was like, you need to fucking let me go. And as soon as he saw someone come into the bathroom, he let go. And that was it. Fuck. I know, womp, womp, what a shitty story, but needs to be said, it still happens. Needs to be like, said, yeah. And this was like at a bar, at a hostel, you know, the things your grandparents fear and don't <laughs> want you doing in the first place. Let alone talking about it later. <laughs> Let alone talking about it on a <laughs> podcast about awkward sex. Um, So that happened, but guardian angels everywhere, I survived, womp, womp. Uh, and um, so this guy and I, he takes me back up to... Their room, and again, they're in a hostel. I was gonna say, so they're in a hostel. It's a shared shared situation. Okay, four bunk beds in the room. No one's there when we go in. Everyone's down at the bar, Mm -hmm. or so I think. Oh god, (laughs) we're fucking on the bottom bunk, and I for sure knew. Now I, like I said, I lost my virginity maybe two, three months prior to this. It's not like I'm experienced, but I know a little more than this guy. He had no idea what the fuck he was doing. It was constant. I. (laughs) <laughs> ay, ay. And I'm just laying there in missionary just looking up at the sky like, God, I really got to fucking pee. Is he almost done? Is he om- almost, Okay, he's not done yet. I'm just going to let him continue. Okay, I really have
1: to pee. Ay, ay. And Wait, the so whole- were you telling him at this point that you're like, I got to go? Yes, at pee. this point, I'm like,
0: you just keep jamming your fucking penis into my vagina, and I genuinely have to pee. This is not enjoyable. I look over to my left. And there were totally people, there were people on top of the bunk just across from us sleeping. So, so I slept through it. Yeah, they slept. Well, who knows if they slept or they were watching. Nobody really knows at this point.
1: Only God but knows. They, only God in knows. Italy.
0: Yeah, only God in Italy knows. But I did manage to get this fucker off me, went to use the restroom, came back. He wanted to go again. And I was like, I really should get back to my hotel. Like, this <laughs> is really great, but no thanks. So it was actually really romantic. Like, we spent the the night, which turned into the morning, walking around Rome. He dropped me off at the hotel, which is where the parents were that I was an au pair for. He wanted to come up to the hotel. And I had to explain to him, like, this isn't no. actually my room. Like, no. there are children in there. We'd, and he's like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. I'm like, no, no, it's not fine. What the fuck do you do in Brazil where it's okay to come into a family
1: hotel room and fuck with kids there? Come on. Like, I knew, like, America's repressed sexually. But, like, how not <laughs> yeah. repressed is the rest of the world? <laughs> now I'm getting jealous. Like, exactly. what? Exactly. So this is where the story gets really awkward. Okay. So
0: I have this experience with this guy. Two days later, I get on the plane to go back to the States. So from Rome to New York, but I had a layover in Istanbul.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I'm by myself. I flew separate from the family because they did their own excursion through Europe without me. I'm <laughs> Fuck yeah them. yeah, what? like right they're like we're gonna go to Germany for two weeks but we're gonna send you back to New York because we don't need you anymore I'm like fine fuck off give me money bye yeah <laughs> bye. pay for my trip um so I'm in Istanbul I'm in Istanbul and which is Constantinople yes exactly
1: right what I know, it's a song.
0: yeah I was like wait what <laughs> <laughs> am I stoned right now no um so I have to go to the bathroom. I have like an hour and a half layover. I'm like taking my time, never been in Istanbul before. Probably not going to see much because it's the airport. And I go into the bathroom and I take a pee. And then all of a sudden, I feel like Sigourney Weaver in that movie Alien. Like something is just coming from my vagina. Oh my
1: God. Oh my God. And it's
0: not urine and it's not cum. And it's not anything I know, but it's like an alien just seeping its way from my vagina. And it was a condom. The a condom. And here I am in the Istanbul airport bathroom, and I just scream, what the fuck? Like so loud that whatever language people were speaking in that bathroom, they were like, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> And I pull, and luckily, and I say luckily, it was bloody because that meant I started my period. I was gonna say, because I've been a few days about now. Freak the fuck out though, a bloody condom coming out of your vagina, and I'm thinking to myself: number one, how the fuck did it get there? Oh right, you had sex. Number two, when did he lose that condom? And number three, I pissed yesterday. Why didn't it come out yesterday? And <laughs> why now? Why now? In the Istanbul airport. Like, so that
1: was the longest nine-hour flight of my fucking life. Oh, my God. I've kind of come to learn that the vagina is just a very open... It's like your favorite <laughs> canvas bag. You can just stick so much stuff in there. And, like, later on, you're like, Oh, forgot about this pen. Like, this is my favorite pen. You know, you just, like, everything. There's just, like, nooks and crannies that you just can, like... I have seen like, this in years. That's why, like, fisting is a thing. Like, that's why people can, like, actually fist you. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's just, it is huge. It's it's a muscle. It's a muscle. So, like, the more... That's why you actually should have more sex, because the more you work it, the tighter it gets. Like and Kegels. Do you do Kegels? Oh, hell yeah. But right is now. that, like,
0: that... <laughs> Doing what- I actually had to have a friend explain to me how fucking Kegel worked because, or how I worked the Kegels. Or I still don't know. You like you got like, to like s- say, I don't think I'm ever gonna have to do it though. I keep being told I have such a tight pussy.
1: Maybe. Yeah. I've been told it's good to do them for childbirth. It helps the childbirth oh, situation. I uh, why? I have no fucking clue because yeah. I have not wanted to ask any more questions besides no. like I don't want to know about childbirth. But I Jesus, guess it helps no. that like because. It- Even though like your vag might tear during, if you give like a birth through your, through your vag, um, it like the Kegels, like keep it just going right back to like, it's like original form.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, Well,
1: interesting.
0: I definitely, (laughs) definitely do. so do do not care. You're like, (laughs) Uh, interesting. Yeah. That's great. I have a tight pussy. Next.
1: (laughs) You would be good at though because you clench your butt. (laughs) It's like, don't clench your butt. Clench your vag. Yeah, someone says it's like... I literally did it it again. (laughs) It's not hard. Someone says it's like
0: uh, if you're trying to hold going to the bathroom, it's kind of like the same feeling, Mm
1: -hmm. right? It does feel really weird. Like, I have a hard time doing, like, ten in a row. It starts to feel really weird after, like, five.
0: I think I'm doing it, but I'm focusing too hard now on... No, you kind of have to
1: focus, though. I haven't had a condom um, get stuck in me yet. I have gotten tampons pretty stuck. Have you ever a tampon stack? Like, that's hardly. You ever leave one in for too long, like oh, two yeah. days too long. Or forget and- one's in there and put mm-hmm. a second one in. And you're like,
0: Jesus, why is my vagina hurting? And Jesus says, because you have two tampons in there.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's the, that was a weird moment for me when I had realized I had put two in and didn't realize <laughs> for days later. And I was like, what does this mean about my vag? Like how, that's when I started exploring, like, how big is it? in there yes like how much room is it
0: in it's a universe it's it's a, it's a galaxy that's why life. vaginas are so special it's a fucking galaxy in there mm-hmm. and that's why it also takes some time to make it work right and make a girl come
1: mm-hmm. you gotta know oh yeah you gotta know there's always dudes that are like, the G-spot does not exist. It's like, no, you don't know where it exists. Yeah, like, I found we have it. to show you. Yeah. yeah, like I know where it is. It feels like a sponge and it feels good. Like, That's
0: another great thing about having sex with women, too, because they just know. I was so paranoid, Natalie, about sleeping with a woman for the first time, mostly going down on her. Mm-hmm. And all of my lesbian friends laughed. They're like, you have a vagina. Like, you you know, know how it works. You know what you like it's kind of similar on your partner. And yeah. Oh God. I love eating pussy. It's great. Like I still love, I still love Dick. I'm getting Dick right now, but there's
1: something. I love you so much.
0: (laughs) I love you. (laughs) I love you for just giving us a platform to talk about this too. I bet I'm blessed. Seriously. Like I actually, I really want to tell you my embarrassing childhood stories because I feel you and I were practically the same child when it came to any like sexual innuendos. Or I can't wait. Mishaps. Lay them on me. Um, okay. So six years old, we talked about, you know, humping pillows. Of course. And mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. the thing. It was all of a sudden, it was like, you could just rub your adolescent pussy against something and go, oh,
1: that felt good. It felt great. I, well, it, how do I keep it going? It has, It feels better than some dicks that I affect, you know, like yes, amazing.
0: Yes. And do you remember feeling guilty too? Like it was wrong. I felt really guilty. Every time I felt what, What I didn't know at the time was an orgasm or that feel like that tingly feeling of, ooh, this is exciting. I would immediately back off my pillow and Mm. be completely ashamed of what I did. And that at any moment, my parents would walk in the room or whoever I was living with at the time would walk in the room and just, you know, like Handmaid's Tale, shame, 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 like shame the fuck out of me. And so humping a pillow for me was like this secret co op. (laughs) I got to do it while everyone's asleep or when no one's around. And anytime I'd hear something, I'd like pull it out immediately and go to bed. What are you doing? I'm sleeping. It's fine. It's fine.
1: It's fine. I didn't feel shame. I didn't feel shame until probably high school when I bought my first Spencer's vibrator. Um, oh, from Spencer. And I definitely was addicted for a little while. Cause like vibrators were a whole new like playing field. Yeah. Uh, from your hands. And, I definitely got addicted at, at, at night that I was like masturbating like five, six, seven times at night. And I would be so afraid that like, because at that point I had a day bed that was just I had had since I was a fucking child. So it was the same bed that I was humping these goddamn like teddy bears. <laughs> yes. I now have a vibrator that one of my, I think I named it Chewy after Chewbacca. I don't remember why. I, I thought love it was more for that now. I don't know why though. I wasn't into Star Wars at that point. I just thought it was hilarious. <laughs> well, so I, I am. Nice. <laughs> I haven't seen Solo yet, but I want to. It's okay. That's that's what I've been hearing, so that's yeah. why I haven't. I was like, I'll probably bootleg it. Mm-hmm. But um, the day bed was so rickety. It was so, like, oh, cr- you, could you could just can't be- yeah. hear any movement. So if you he heard me, like, changing positions with the vibrator, you could hear it. Yeah. And I remember, like, a couple of years ago, my dad was like, man, that bed of yours was so loud. And I was <gasps> like, yeah, it was <where's> the bed. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs>
0: yeah, you're very aware of, like, all the creaks and, cre- like, all of that mm-hmm. shit was mm-hmm. so insane. I'm I'm surprised. I mean, my parents, my mom had to know when I was living with my mom at age six, we, you know, as a kid, you'd play doctor, you'd play house. It was you You labeled these games like what they were. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got in a lot of trouble, actually, because I was going to have a play date with my friend Carly. Mm-hmm. My mom was talking to her mom on the phone. My mom called me in the room and said, Carly would like to speak with you on the phone. I said, oh, yay, fun. So I sat at the edge of my mom's bed. Six years old, talking to Carly about all the things we're going to do the next day. We're going to play house. We're going to play doctor. We're going to play sex. (laughs) My mom was like, what the fuck? took the phone out of my hand. I had to explain the whole thing. What is sex? Well, sex to us was literally my friends and I just getting naked, sitting under the covers together and giggling.
1: We were just like, look at your body. Look at my body. Like this is sex, which is a totally normal thing that kids do. I think kids are very curious, especially about science because they're very into science at a very young age and they're very aware and there's no stigma yet until shit like that happens when your mom's like, what the, what the
0: fuck? Right. And what they didn't know was that, yeah, you got like four or five of us together and we'd all have our respective pillows or big birds or stuffed golden retriever animals that we were just humping. Like, yeah, who can go faster? (laughs) Like, that's all we did. And we called it sex. I think I was so exposed to rated R movies and X-rated everything. Like, there were no rules for me as a kid. Mm -hmm. I pretty much just was the boss of myself, could watch whatever I wanted. And I think watching sex scenes in all of these movies made me go yeah I want to explore this as like you know a little kid how does this work Mm -hmm. so you know age nine I get this boy who eventually he's my first kiss we had our first kiss behind our apartment complex on a hill next to this tree and I watched all these movies and I thought to myself well I want to see what he looks like naked Because I see all of these men on the screen. So I'm, you know, enticed. Like, how, what does he look like naked? I got him naked (laughs) outside of the apartment complex. By the tree. By the tree. (laughs) I'm fully clothed. And I got him completely naked. And all I could do was reenact anything that I saw in a movie. So all I remember seeing from sex scenes was, Okay, so they're naked. Now you get on top of him. And so I got on top of him, still fully clothed, had no idea what comes next, and just sat on his pelvis. And he started to cry, and he grabbed his clothes and ran away, and I was never allowed to play with <laughs> like him again. You're just not allowed to play with him <laughs> I think right now they would still,
1: they would be like, okay. you're a borderline rapist. <laughs> you are a borderline I rapist. Mean, you're not. You're not. Because that is <laughs> like was... such a normal thing for kids to be like, I want to see you naked. Um, and he obviously he consented. I think he, he was just didn't. like,
0: I didn't peel his clothes off. He took them off
1: voluntarily. Um, oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Uh, that is the best story ever. And I think that might be the best moment to stop this podcast, Brittany. <laughs> thank you so much thank for you, an hour of fun and just—I'm so glad. I, I, can we never be years again? Next please. time we each other. Oh
0: my god! Please let's go smoke a J soon. Very soon. Yeah. Oh yes. Yes. All day, every day. I love you. Long time. Yay!
1: Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, again, like I said, one of my favorites you can follow it at morebanana.com or all the instas my instas at wall and p at opera Sex in the city and Brittany at the lot or sorry at biddy lata and share enjoy guys tell us how you're feeling what uh if you want to uh email us any questions or comments or concerns i'd love to see and hear and read all of it and talk about it online online on the podcast that makes sense you get it bye guys love you